0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. And making his debut appearance on the podcast, we've lured him away from the halfway house where he's hanging out with his pals, Fred Barnes. Fred, thanks so much for your time.
1: I was actually typing a story. Uh, a story on what? story on the whole immigration impasse and the uh, ability of uh, President Obama to do what he does better than anything else, and that is wreck compromises. <laughs>
0: So do you think there is a potential immigration compromise that Republicans and Democrats could live with if Obama
1: stayed out? Yes, I do. Uh, And if Obama uh, comes in, uh, he'll be trouble. I mean, there is this set of principles on immigration reform that's been adopted by four Democrats and four Republican senators, including uh, some of the uh, the bigwigs. I mean, uh, Chuck Hagel. Um, I'm sorry, not Chuck Hagel. That's another story. <laughs> uh, Chuck Schumer, the sure. senator from New York, uh, and Marco Rubio of Florida, when they get together on something, it means uh, it is significant, and it means that Democrats gave up something and Republicans gave up something, and they reach this compromise that, while well, President Obama sort of moderately praised it in that speech in Las Vegas on Tuesday, but... Uh, He doesn't like it because he wants more. I mean, he thinks a compromise is when Republicans cave and Democrats get everything. (laughs) Right.
0: Kind of like my wife, her idea of compromise. She wins and I lose. Yeah, this is what I don't understand, though. Um, The as long as the premise is, and I was just on Al Jazeera having a debate about this with some immigration advocates, their premise is that immigration enforcement itself is racist or suspect. You have to be a nativist to want immigration laws. Why should anyone uh, on the right trust that Washington is ever going to do even basic workplace enforcement? Do you think Democrats are really willing to bite the enforcement bullet?
1: Well, uh, maybe not, but uh, at least they're paying lip service to it. (laughs) Uh, And I think uh, uh, there is a difference in this bill, Uh, and that is two things. One, it would be until the southern uh, border—we're not talking about the Canadian border here—until the southern border was uh, designated as totally secure, not just by a bunch of bigwigs in Washington, by state and local officials Mm -hmm. in the states along the southern border, until they uh, said it is secure— uh, none of the uh, illegal immigrants in the United States would be allowed to apply for green cards, uh, and ultimately citizenship. Which would be, in all, it would take them about 15 years, that, under the best of circumstances. But they would, uh, they would get to that. So that's the one thing uh, uh, you would have that that whole uh, sure. uh, group of people who would have to certify it. And uh, and secondly, it's important who they are. They are. Or some state and local officials now could the federal government could they stack the thing and can they look there's all kinds of mischief that right. uh, that could go on but just the fact that the Democratic senators like Chuck Schumer agreed not to uh, do what President Obama wants and that is you know on day one all 11 million illegal immigrants in the United States uh, are eligible for citizenship sure uh, and and for one reason in a compromise uh, why they're not for it. It couldn't pass. It certainly couldn't pass the House and probably couldn't pass the Senate, but uh, this compromise could.
0: Uh, One last question on immigration before we get to Chuck Hagel, and that is the argument is if the bill passes, it's a winner for the Democrats and President Obama because they gave uh, the Hispanic voting bloc something it wants and Republicans lose. If the bill fails... President Obama wins because they beat the crap out of Republicans with it, and Republicans lose. Does this say heads I win, tails you lose situation? No, I for the think Republicans? it could be
1: win-win. But if it's defeated, you know uh, Obama will will blame Republicans, uh, and he's doing the worst thing uh, that's possible. Now he's going to go around and campaign for what he calls his proposal uh, on immigration reform, which would. You know, you'd immediately be eligible for uh, citizenship, and there would probably be no uh, uh, guest worker program, which is essential to uh, uh, to getting the business community and conservatives behind Mm -hmm. it, and is also uh, something that siphons off uh, illegal immigrants.
0: Uh, uh somebody who had a particularly bad uh week this week was chuck hagel I'll, I'll put it this way if either of the two teams playing in the super bowl on sunday are as bad as chuck hagel this things will be over in the first quarter have you can you recall a senate performance so stumbling inept and ham-fisted
1: uh you know and i've tried to think about of, uh, of somebody um and you know i i just haven't any uh, particularly anybody who they're uh nominating for one of the top posts right. in washington and of course uh, this is the secretary of defense uh and chuck hagel says uh you know he doesn't know much about the subject and he, <laughs> you know he doesn't know much about the middle east and uh he can't explain uh whether the surge which he said was terrible historically the biggest foreign policy blunder the surge of troops in iraq that mm-hmm. ultimately um, either won or come close to came close to winning mm-hmm. the war uh he said it was terrible at the time but he doesn't know whether the surge you know he's going to let history decide uh, at what it is, and right. you know, and then some of the things that he had been quoted as saying in the past, he he uh, he, he just couldn't quite explain.
0: I, I don't know if you're familiar with the segment they do on when Jay Leno is on the Tonight Show. They do Jaywalking, where they go out and they ask people questions <laughs> yeah, I, that they should know. I
1: have seen that; it's hilarious. That
0: was Chuck Higgle. There was if you had found somebody on the street. Hey, what about the Middle East? Uh, damn if I know. Hey, what do you think? <laughs> uh, damn if I know. I mean, so his his theory is. I can't possibly disagree with any of you because I have no idea what I'm talking about, so Mm -hmm. appoint me. The sad part is, my bet, uh, Fred Barnes, is that he will, in fact, be our next Secretary of Defense because Democrats will lockstep vote and give Obama what he wants. Do you agree? Well, that's
1: why I've been waiting. I think you're probably right, Michael. But uh, the uh, only—and so I have been waiting not to hear the criticism of Republicans. And, oh, this new Republicans popped up. Who's against him? But I'm waiting for that single uh, pivotal Democrat to announce— Uh, that I will not vote for Chuck Hagel, he's not qualified, or or for some other reason. Uh, And that might really start a steamroller effect among Democrats, who must be uh, terribly embarrassed uh, to have this guy come up and be such a complete klutz, Uh, and yet he's their Secretary of Defense nominee, and, uh, (coughs) and you know Obama won't back down. Obama, I mean, there would have to be a delegation of Democratic senators to the White House to say, you know, we... We really just can't get this guy through. We're going to have some slippage among some of our senators and all the Republicans be against him. But, you know, this being uh, the nature of Washington at the moment, that probably won't happen.
0: Yeah, embarrassed. I don't think they do embarrassed on the other side of the aisle. Fred.
1: (laughs) Well, they don't do it in front of you or me, but I think when they get in the Senate dining room and they look around and see Mm -hmm. whether that there are no Republicans there, then they'll say, gee, did you see that? I've got a
0: broader question to ask you before we get mm-hmm. to the economy. I, a brilliant writer at the Boston Herald, I think it was me, mm-hmm. uh, made the point that uh, right now, if you ask the average American you know what's going on in their life, they say, oh my gosh, the economy's shaky. Where mm-hmm. are the jobs? I can't find full-time work. I'm working three part-time jobs. They're f- very focused on these concrete, specific mm-hmm. issues. And if you look at the White House, what's President Obama talking about? Immigration, guns, women mm-hmm. in the front lines of combat, uh, you know, uh, gay marriage, and issues related to uh, same-sex mm-hmm. issues. I remember, uh, Fred, when we used to think it was a bad thing when candidates talked about divisive social issues. Mm -hmm. Can the president really get away with essentially walking away from the concrete, these issues matter to me, Mm -hmm. uh, topics like the economy, and simply spend his time talking about gun control and immigration?
1: You mean, Michael, you weren't reassured by that one line in the president's uh, (laughs) inaugural address that? The economic recovery has begun. I was not you know, four I was, years after the recession was over.
0: I was recovered re- until I saw that the economy contracted in the fourth quarter after trillions of dollars dumped into it.
1: And all and all, the Democratic economists and uh, and other Democratic apparatchik are all running around saying, "This is the most wonderful contraction of the economy ever." <laughs> uh, and of course, they never mentioned that another 170,000 Americans dropped out of the job market. Right.
0: As I, I keep pointing out to people, the percentage of adults working mm-hmm. is lower than it was when President Obama took office. And mm-hmm. if we had done nothing during the past four years, I'd say, oh, well, you do nothing, you get nothing. But mm-hmm. we threw everything. I Remember Nancy Pelosi promising us that the best way to create jobs was by handing out unemployment checks? Well, we've handed out a ton of unemployment checks. And, and there's going to be jobs. more.
1: Yep. So, um, uh, you know, it, it it is crazy. I mean— but I think you were getting to another point, and uh, although you didn't quite hammer it in. But I agree with it, and that is that Washington is spending its time on a lot of issues that aren't going to affect most Americans in any perceptible way, while the Americans are out there or are worried about the things that mm. President Obama, for instance, won't even talk about, mainly the economy and the jobs and the future of uh, the American proposition.
0: I was – it's hard to stun me having watched Washington as long as I have, but when that new debt report came out from the independent group saying we're going to have a 200% Mm debt-to-GDP relationship – and not only did the Pre- White House essentially not address it, but there's—I mean, this is the moment when a leader, just freshly reelected, he's got four years ago, would step up and go, "Here is the problem. Let me lead." And you—you you would have to coax President Obama out from behind his desk with a bowl of warm milk to get him to talk about the debt problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he uh, about the only time he leads is when he comes out and tries to break up a compromise. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was the stuff he did, and you know, they were—we're were probably lucky. Uh, that we didn't get a a grand bargain between Obama and Republicans in the House anyway, because it it probably wouldn't have been very good. It would have been, you know, the taxes that took effect immediately and the spending cuts that never materialized again. We've seen that. Uh, But the reason the negotiations blew up was because of Obama when they were getting near a compromise, and all of a sudden he wants more.
0: Well, Fred Barnes, we appreciate your time. I know you've got to call your bookie before the uh, Super Bowl begins, so Mm -hmm. we will let you go. This has been the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.